Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Wilmore, host of Arts for the Health of It. And I'm Constanza. I'm your other host. And we are so excited and honored to have Hiram LaRue with us today. Um, he is with Poetry X Hunger, and they use the power of poetry to inspire action around the issue of global hunger. And he has poets from around the world that that contribute to the work that they do. And he just has an amazing story and amazing impact of the work of poetry and hunger. And you might not normally put those two ideas together, right, Richard? I know. And I will say that I'll say it as if I'm a really good producer and then I planned this, but it's National Poetry Month and this just happened to be yeah. when we scheduled this. So it's perfect timing. So we're going to talk all about that. What else are we going to talk about? What they use poetry for, how you can get involved. We're going to hear some poetry. It's going to be a really fun time with Hiram. So, um, mm. and they have a really, uh, did you see their logo? I'm gonna it's put it up so there. cool. Yeah, if you're watching, oh, if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter or wherever you watch this, make sure you're subscribing and liking. But also if you're listening, go watch it too. Cause I'm about to show their logo. Cause I think it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. It tells so much. Like there's such a story there. Ugh, amazing. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Just one little announcement. Um, I'm a keynote speaker at a conference next week about this topic of arts and health. And registration is still open. It's an online conference. So if you're interested, it's um, through Samuel Merritt University in California, and it's called Heart the Hearts Conference, Health, Education, and the Arts. Um, we'll post the comment. We'll post the link in the show notes in the comments if you're interested in registering. Um, there's going to be amazing presentations. I'm really like humbled to be a keynote speaker among all of the amazing presenters that day. Um, I'm excited to attend. And so you guys should come too. <laughs> Is that the link you sent me yesterday? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Do you have yeah. it up? Can you put it in the comments now for people on Facebook and, and YouTube? Yep. It will yep. go in the comments now. Yep, yep, yep. And we'll then we'll it. put them in the show notes as well. If you're not cool enough to watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. They're now. Let's make sure it's all you. Okay, good. Great. All right. So uh, Dr. LaRue helped to guide international food security programs for the U.S. government. And so he has a strong interest in hunger issues. He is also an active poet, and he founded Poetry X Hunger as a way to enlist many, many poets to write, speak back to hunger, through their poetry. And um, I just want to get him out here because I, I want to start with a poem. I want to end with a poem. I, he should just read the book and then we could go away. But uh, let's start the show, shall we? Mm -hmm. Which one is it? It's this one. Okay. Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody. And I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me. Take me. Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me and your heart will see that a song changes everything. Oh, 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 oh. 
I'm going to miss that in season two. <laughs> I know. Hi, Hiram. Hello. How are you? Just fine. And I am so honored, Constance and Rich, to be here on the Arts for the Health of It program. It's a real pleasure. Well, we're, well, we're glad excited. to have you. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. I, we were talking before we went live that you said they the poems that you are that are in the book and that you receive are life changing and i thought that's super powerful and i don't want to wait for my life to be changed so <laughs> i would like to have some life changing poetry sure. to maybe start this off absolutely let's start with a poem it's a fairly short one by ms abba das sarma from bangalore india She's an engineer and management consultant by profession, and she writes to uh, make her life happy and fulfilled. Uh, she wrote this poem and sent it to us, a poetry exunger, and we grabbed it and posted it on our website back in 2020. It's titled The Weight, and I apologize to her. I don't do this poem justice. You need to hear it in her voice. And you can, if you go to the Poetry X Hunger website, look at the bottom of the poem, there is an audio recording of her reading the poem, but I'll try to do my best, the wait. As I write, someone somewhere waits. I imagine what it is to say hungry and stay that way. And if she could be my friend at lunch, a table well laid, when asked, are you a vegetarian? I remark, hunger has no caste. It eats itself and lasts longer than you and I ever thought. The Weight by Ms. Abba Das Sarma. Mm. So that's just one indication of the kind of poems that we've been able to rouse poets to write um, that allow us to use poetry as a tool to speak back to hunger. Mm. Can we start by talking about the problem you're trying to solve first. Talk about hunger and talk about why poetry. Sure. Um, hunger, we've been, we've been doing a pretty good job worldwide and in the U.S. addressing hunger. And then because of conflict and, of course, COVID, mm-hmm. we've slipped in, in very recent years. And so hunger is back on the rise. The incidence of hunger worldwide and in the U.S. is back on the rise. And as I looked, I, I my background is working, I worked with the U.S. Department of Agriculture and with USAID on anti-hunger programs or what we called food security or food insecurity programs. I also wrote poetry throughout all of my career. Hmm. Uh, but when I retired, I had a little bit more time to try to bring those two worlds together. And when I looked to find if poems were being, what poems were being written uh, that spoke back to hunger, I couldn't find too many. Um, There were some, but not many. And knowing that poetry 
has been quite useful in speaking back and speaking up about other social causes like immigration, social inequity, poverty, uh, racial injustice. I thought, well, you know, we ought to bring poets into the, the, the cause. We ought to bring poetry uh, to the toolkit that allows all of us to speak back uh, to hunger using this amazing tool. And I know I'm biased, but I think mm. poetry is a powerful way to speak back to hunger. And so that's how I kind of got started on this journey. Hmm. What was the, when you come to someone, you go, I think we're going to use poetry to speak <laughs> about this and to raise awareness. What's the reaction to that? Well, you know, it's a wonderful question because it's probably the the most interesting uh, aspect of all this work that I've encountered. First off, I understand, I completely understand the poetry will never solve hunger. I understand that. But can it help? Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, I firmly believe it can because I've seen it help on other social causes, working against uh, inequities and uh, promoting things like our welcome welcoming borders for immigrants think of emma lazarus's poem on the statue of liberty that welcomes immigrants mm. um so uh as i've engaged with folks about using poetry uh to speak back to hunger i often get a glazed over pat <laughs> on the back you know that's a nice <laughs> idea hiram but here's the thing if I can convince him to spend three to five minutes listening to a poet, either live, in person, or even on a recording, performing her or his poems, I don't have to say anything more. Hmm. Those poems and those poets convince through their words and their heartfelt uh, reactions to hunger that they convince any doubters about the amazing power of poetry to reach out and grab hearts and minds and spirits and to activate folks to, to take action. Hmm. So there's this, I, there's this sense of activation. Something I, I noticed when I was reading through some of the poems on your, on the website was how, um, how much sensory language the poets use, which is a part of poetry is using your senses to describe, um, you know, different objects or feelings or life experiences. Right. But just how it, how it elicited this visceral reaction as I was reading them. And I think that's maybe what it sounds like is it, it helps to um, pave a path for empathy especially yes. with people who maybe have never been hungry yes. and don't really understand what that feels, what that is like. So why would I take action on a problem that I can't, can't relate to or don't really care about? So what, what impact have you seen the poetry make in that vein of stimulating action? Sure. Um, well, one kind of small indication is I have seen poets who are presenting their poems back before COVID. We were able to get some of the poets to perform live and in person in front of anti-hunger organizations. 
uh, at their annual meetings or conclaves. Mm -hmm. And these are the audience were members um, are, are people who have worked with hunger all their career. They know it front and back. They know all the statistics, the trend lines. They know all of the scientific tools that are being used, all the social uses of those tools. But when the poet stood up, well, first off, we introduced the poet and you could kind of get a sense in the room. I was like, what is this all about? <laughs> but when the poet stood up and performed their poem in kind of a spoken uh, almost slammish sort of way. I saw people who had been looking down at their handhelds or making notes at the table look up mm. for the first time pretty much during the entire meeting. And after the poet completed the work, he was rushed by so many members of the audience and I couldn't help but overhear you know, we get it now. We understand. And that poem really grabbed us. So mm. that's one indication of impact. Another that's maybe even a little bit more specific is um, some of the poets during the Zoomosphere era of COVID <laughs> were invited into a house of worship. I arranged for several poets to read their poems. It's basically part of a service. And as a result, that house of worship started a food drive effort that mm -hmm. I don't think they would have probably started before that. Um, it's not so much an indication of impact, but I'm just so excited that some of the area, I live in the greater DC area, and some of the area food banks here have reached out and wanted to bring on poets as poets in residence First ever, first time ever this has been done, where a poet went into a food bank hmm. and wrote. Yes. So for, tw for two years running, the Capital Area Food Bank, which unfortunately has to be a huge food warehouse distribution center here in the greater D.C. area, inv has invited in two poets to come, feel, uh, respond to, reflect on what they saw and learned. Hmm about the food bank and then write a piece. And both poets have prepared incredible video uh, recordings of their work that they wrote and, and expressed their, used to express their feelings. And recently I was uh, approached by another food bank in the county that I live in and they wanted a poet in residence. And as I put them together with the poet, a wonderful poet, here in this greater area, they came up with the idea of having her work with them for a full year. Wow. <laughs> have no idea okay. what's going to come of that, but we are just so excited by those kind of links uh, and very unusual kind of precedent setting links between those fighting hunger and poets who might help them in their messaging, in their outreach efforts, um, to to do their work. That's a long answer to your question, Constanza, but yeah. Oh, it's a great answer. I feel like I need to sit with that for a minute. It's Should we take our commercial break now so you can think Maybe. about it? Maybe. I think I need to think about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll take a break and we'll talk about it and we'll talk to um, Hiram right after we take this little commercial break. 
Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I am Minty Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. Make your day richer with The Richard Wilmore Show. Meet amazing musicians, talented actors, brilliant authors, hilarious comedians, and the most creative people in entertainment. Download the KP Media TV app to watch on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire. Medical professionals are burning out at an alarming rate. Burnout can cause health workers to feel hopeless, trapped, helpless, worthless, depressed, sleepless, and tired. By joining the Hearts Need Art Gratitude Grams program, medical staff receive a personalized email and video from a musician, an artist, or writer once a week that includes a message of thanks, an encouraging song, uplifting poem, or a simple art activity. After watching their Gratitude Gram, participants report feeling more hopeful, empowered, energized, and appreciated. If you are or know a healthcare worker that would like to receive free Gratitude Grams, please visit heartsneedart.org. All right, we're back. Uh, for the health event, we're talking about poetry and hunger with Hiram LaRue. Uh, Sanzi, again, week two of your mind being blown. Did you see the face, the Instagram post that I put? I did. I did see the Instagram <laughs> Go post. Go to our Instagram. With the picture that you promised you weren't going to I didn't promise. I just thought I wasn't. But then I thought, <laughs> go to our Instagram if, if you're good. unaware. But Stanzi makes the best faces when she's on camera and I'm pausing and she freezes. So there's that. It's true. He has Sorry. a whole folder of embarrassing Zoom yes. freeze frames of me. So when I negotiate <laughs> my new raise. Blackmail. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, uh, I had. Well, I want to make sure, Sansi. Now that you've had a couple of minutes to think about it, if you no, have any you, comments. you you go, Richard. Okay. I want to talk about um, who who is writing the poems. Are they, you know, professional poets? Are they people who are who are using the program? And how are you finding them, or how are they finding you? Mm, great question. Could I just do a little bit of uh, things I should have done right at the front? Uh, sure. And oh, sure. Certainly, I want to thank you all for having me on during National Poetry Month. As you mentioned in your intro, this Yay. is a wonderful celebration. Also, you were kind enough to show the logo for Poetry X Hunger. And I simply wanted to acknowledge that that's a beautiful painting by Diane Wilbon Parks. We are mm. so grateful to her for painting it and to you for showing it. So um, how do we kind of find the poets and what sort of poets are writing poetry? Um, basically, it, we put out a call very widely uh, through the networks that I have and then those people that I know put out or amplify the signal, the call. And so we've gotten poems submitted literally from all over the world. But it hasn't hurt that the United Nations Food and Agriculture Program got behind us and provided some support for us to hold World Food Poetry, or excuse me, World Food Day 
poetry competition for the last three years. Wow. Um, and through that, we've been able to uh, generate a lot of kind of buzz about the notion of writing poems. And so in terms of the demographics, Rich, we've got poets of all ages. We have a certain, we have a page on the website called Young Exclamation Point. That's one area that I want to build out more, but we already have some wonderful poems by young people. Um, we have poets from all over the world. Uh, we don't have anyone yet from Greenland, but uh, we're working okay. on that. Yeah. I'll look to see what our demographics are of the show. Maybe we can <laughs> there you do go. an ad specifically yeah. in Greenland for this. Yeah. But I mean, we've got poems from pretty much all world regions, poets who live in all world regions. We're always looking for more. Uh, these are people who, yes, most of them, I think I can say, have been writing poems for a while. But I'm also certain that we've got folks who are very new at picking up the pen or the keyboard and writing a poem. And they've been brave enough, if you will, to share their work with us. So we're very proud of the fact that we've got a diversity of voices that are being raised to this cause. I'm very proud of that. And we're always looking for more. We want more poems in other languages. We have a couple on there one in Spanish, I think, a couple in Spanish. We also have one in the Cheyenne language. Hmm. I'd like to have a lot more in other languages, both in text form and in recording form, so that these poems can be used, used you know, literally by people around the world. But we're working on that. Again, hmm. another long answer to your question, Rich. It's hmm. oh, perfect. What are, I wonder what common, um, I could kind of guess, but I also don't want to assume what common themes are there common themes that you see in the poetry um are has have you ever read a poem that really surprised you in some way mm. and taught you something maybe i can answer that by making a point that's been made to me or a question that's been raised uh, often and that is can you write a poem about hunger if you've never been hungry oh and it's a good it's a good question um certainly we have poems on the Poetry X Hunger website. I don't want to assume anything. You're, you never should assume that a poem is autobiographical. But I think it's fairly safe to assume that some of the poems on the website have been written by people who have experienced hunger and luckily have maybe been able to escape it and then look back at it and reflect on it. But and, and those those poets can write with an authenticity that simply can't be beaten, challenged. It's an amazing, amazing uh, uh, offering that they provide. But I also believe that those of us I've never experienced hunger. Those of us who haven't experienced hunger have a great deal to offer. For example, in our poems, we can ask, well, I've never been hungry. Why are you? Hmm. What are the causes of hunger that I have something to do with and a hmm. responsibility for? So there are all kinds of ways that people, I think, from near and far can, and from all backgrounds, can contribute uh, to the cause. You asked about themes, Constanza. Um, we have not placed any bounds on 
aspects of hunger that people might want to write about. So we have poems on food waste. We have poems mm -hmm. on, I think there are a poem or two on obesity, which believe it or not, is related to um, the issue of hunger and malnutrition. Mm -hmm. uh, we have poems written about hunger from the historical point of view, famine, uh, that was caused either by crop failure and or political conflict. Um, we have poems uh, about, of course, the social justice underpinnings of, or social injustice underpinnings of hunger. Uh, we have poems about nutrition hmm. and the like. So uh, we haven't, as long as it's got something to do with hunger of the stomach, uh, we are open, our doors are open to, to all of those. I had a submission here recently that was a beautiful poem about hunger of the heart. Mm. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't so much about hunger of the stomach. So I, I congratulated the poet for a beautiful poem, but I said, I just don't think it's quite in alignment mm. with, with the website. It's a good distinction. If you... If there is someone listening or watching and they think that they do have something to say and to send to you, but they've never done poetry, can we talk about maybe some tips, some beginning stages of writing poetry and, and what you have maybe to offer people to start? Sure. Um, first off, we have guidance, submit what I call submission guidance on the website. If you go to the website and look under, I think it's kind of the either about us or I can't remember. It's all the way over to the right or the top of the menu. There are submission guidelines there. But more importantly, Rich, it's, um, you know, we do have a few prompts on there as well that might help people kind of get started. Often, though, people don't need prompts. Uh, unfortunately, hunger is everywhere, as near as next door or on our street corners, or if you're a student on a campus in the next room over, in the next dormitory room over, it's everywhere. So simply kind of taking quiet time, that it would be probably one requirement, <laughs> is having some quiet time to reflect on issues of hunger. And on the flip side of that, maybe issues of privilege. Again, if you've never been hungry, maybe ask yourself, What's all that about? Why have I never been hungry when so many people around me maybe have been? Um, and so just simply journaling or in the old phrase, putting something in a diary, writing something kind of almost in a prose sort of way about your thoughts on hunger, and then using that as a basis for uh, writing a poem about hunger, which would tend to be a little bit more crystallized, maybe adding some rhyme rhythm, not necessarily all the time, but that's often, a, those are too often tools that people use. You can even consider writing a haiku, a very short poem, one of the most effective uh, and, and historical poems that I did find when I went out to look for poems about hunger was a poem by the master haikuist who lived in the 1600s, Basho, and he wrote about hunger. Interestingly, he never used the word hunger in the haiku, but it's a powerful piece about, about uh, experiencing hunger. So again, a, a fairly long-winded answer to your question, but the point is quiet time, 
reflective time um, and thinking about either having experienced hunger or what it must be like to experience hunger um, would be a place to start. When people are inevitably inspired by the poetry that you collect, what when they are affected and want to take action, what do you, is there something specific you recommend that they do? Sure. We, on the website, we have um, kind of a coaching spot that says, basically, if you want to do something uh, beyond writing poetry, here are some organizations that you might consider supporting, or even maybe more appropriately, Uh, Google your town, your village, your city with with the word hunger attached to it. And undoubtedly, you'll get and unfortunately, you'll get uh, some organizations pop up that you might support then locally. So we do try to direct the support that people might want to offer in terms of financial donations to the organizations that are are fighting hunger. Yeah. Mm. You've created such a rich resource in your website. Like it's it's really wonderful. So I recommend anyone that's listening to go to poetryxhunger.com and check out all the stuff that they have. One of the things that we've got there that is a little bit unusual, we've interviewed some movers and shakers, both in the poetry world and in the anti-hunger world about, well, what do you think about using poetry to fight and speak back to hunger? And their remarks and their thoughts and insights, really, really cool. We Mm -hmm. also have a section that looks back at hunger. Hunger has been with us ever since there have been people walking the earth. And some of the historical accounts maybe aren't poetry per se, about hunger, for example, in the colony of Jamestown or the hunger experienced during Angatamor, the great hunger in Ireland in the 1840s. Some of those accounts are pretty darn moving. Mm-hmm. And so we, and almost poetic in, in their writing. And so we've posted those again, so that people understand that hunger, yes, it is unfortunately all around us and current. But it also has a historical context. And people have been writing about it, if not poems, very moving accounts about it. So we post those as well with the idea that some of those might prompt a poem. Some of those historical accounts might prompt a poem about about hunger. Hmm. Very cool. I'm going to take notes on your website Mm -hmm. and steal it. (laughs) <laughs> make ours look like that <laughs> so there's that what is the uh, best way that people can connect with you and with um with poetry x hunger sure well uh the poetry x hunger website as constanza mentioned here a moment ago is just www.poetryx the letter x hunger all one phrase poetry x hunger.com and then if you'd like to be in touch with me uh, you can email me at poetryxhunger, again, one phrase, 
at gmail.com or my personal email is hlarue, H-L-A-R-E-W, at gmail.com. And I'd love to hear from any of your listeners with any, of course, submissions, but also any kind of ideas. What's so cool about what you folks are doing is you're bringing all the arts to health. And one thing that I'm real interested in is seeing if there might be some areas where visual artists or dancers or musicians or storytellers might work with some poets hmm. to to uh, to evoke or what's the right word? Well, basically to speak back mm-hmm. uh, using the arts uh, to to hunger. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's great. So if that strikes a chord with you, like, go and reach out to Hiram. And obviously your logo is a good example of how that would work really well. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think think it's a yes or a no or wondering. It's a definite yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't thank you enough for jumping on with us and talking with us today. Well, it's been a real pleasure. And I, I just really appreciate the... (laughs) <laughs> the platform for me to hold forth for a little while That's as you can tell it's something I'm fairly passionate about and so uh, any opportunity to to discuss it I try to grab and your platform is especially relevant and potent so I I really appreciate the chance well we thank you for being here I was going to say you know someone's passionate when they're giving out their personal email so you can connect to them and it's not yeah. just, just do info at poetryxhunger.com and uh well someone will get to you here's my right, here's right. his phone number we'll flash that <laughs> right, right. yes well make sure you're uh liking and subscribing wherever you're watching or listening thank you Hiram go check them out at poetryxhunger.com and uh, then look for our website redo in about a month when it looks exactly the same. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening and watching. We will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartseedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartseed Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.